0: You're now listening to The Call-Up Podcast, streaming on all major podcast platforms and on YouTube. And now, here's your host, Kenny.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Call-Up Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kenny, and today, I'm glad and happy to speak to the man they call Mr. Ego, Mr. Machine, Tony Vargas. What's going on, brother? Good, man. How are you? Not bad, not bad, man. Living another day.
0: Nice. I, I can't complain either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I'm glad you came on the show. I've, I've been following you for for a good while now. Uh, indie, you know, pro wrestler slash collector, which is oh, great. Yeah. So, uh, like, what is your why? Like, why did you get into uh, wrestling in the first place?
0: For me, it was just something I've 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 loved since day one. Um, Growing up, you know, no one really likes going to their grandparents. But when I used to go to my grandparents, my dad would throw on some VHS tapes of old school wrestling. And I was just like, whoa, these are like larger than life characters. And to me, those were my superheroes. So just day one, I just fell in love with it. The stories, the, the bad guys, the good guys, just everything about it was just intriguing to me. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, Kenny Shibuya and stuff like that, just he grew up in Hayward where I grew up and, you know, seeing him at the liquor store and I was just like, Oh, I can't talk to him because he's a bad guy. And <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It was just, it just intrigued me from day one. Like just everything about them, their athletics. And I mean, again, you know, back in the day, those were, they were monsters. So as a young kid, I was just like, Whoa, these are like, you know, comic characters off of the pages into real life, you know? So I would say since day one, I just loved pro wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's funny that when I see to a lot of people and I ask them like, you know, when did they start falling in love with wrestling? The one thing that they always go back to is like their grandparents. You yeah. know, it's like, oh yeah, like for me, like my grandmother was the one who introduced me to, into wrestling. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you know, she fell out of she fell out of love with it. I got more into it and seeing like Hulk Hogan, uh Sergeant Slaughter, oh, yeah. um, you know, Warrior piper you know like the old school era of like wwf and then moving on to like the attitude era so it's you know it's great like when i talk to other people and they you know they share that same that same passion
0: yeah absolutely like i said it's just just something like even to this day you know my my grandfather he still watches monday night raw and, and stuff like that he's 91 uh, my dad still watches it, and it's kind of funny because my dad's just like he's still one of those guys because he's not into the dirt sheets and and stuff like that. And he's just like, there's no way like a Rey Mysterio can beat the big show. He's like, there's no way physically possible. How's that happening? And it's funny to see, you know, my dad get a little bit riled up watching, you know, shows and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, he still loves it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's one of those guys that is still real to him.
0: It's just, yeah, he just, I mean, he knows a lot about it, but he's just like, I don't know. Like for me, it's, I think the internet killed a lot of it. You know, yeah. everyone's all into the dirt sheets and stuff like that. I still like to be surprised. Like, I don't read any of that. Like, yeah. if there's a surprise entrance when I watch that that pay per view or whatever, I'm surprised. Like, that's a legit emotion. It's not like, oh, I know someone else coming uh, in two weeks or none of that. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I love it so much. That I don't want to be. I like to still be surprised, even after all these years. I still like the pops if you would like oh my god they're back
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's true because i know for like a lot of the bigger pay-per-views i like to stay away um you know from anything online because then you start getting like oh this person's gonna show up or this person is rumored to show up or um this person you've seen them at the uh at the airport i know it's him type of thing so like like those type of things i try to stay away from especially like now with wrestlemania coming up soon um you know i kind of just like all right i'm not gonna uh like look at a lot of like, you know, internet stuff. And it sucks because a lot of the things that I need to report, I have to look online. So it's like, you know, it's like a hit or miss type of thing. Like, do I really want to see it or do I don't?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, like I said, you, you got to do your research. So unfortunately you have to go online and
1: yeah, exactly.
0: you're just like, oh, scroll fast, scroll fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like growing up as a kid, obviously you watch like WWF and like WCW, um, like what was your favorite?
0: Oh, WCW, all the way. Um, growing up, I mean, obviously it was you know the the golden era of WWF, if you would. I mean, of course that was intriguing. You know, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, the Hart. Uh, my favorite tag team was Demolition. So I was like, oh my god. Um, but as it started moving towards like the Attitude Era, I just wasn't a fan of the Attitude Era. I loved WCW just because at that time you started getting the Luchadors and then the Cruiserweights and you know, that stuff intrigued me. It wasn't like, you know, TNA, yeah, whoa. Like, cool, as a young boy. Of course, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, heck yeah. But to me, that wasn't wrestling. That became just a show. You know, let's give it – I call it cheap pop. You know, what's a cheap pop? Oh, a girl can just flash real quick and mm-hmm. those ratings go up. You get the cheap pop. But then WCW, you got guys like Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, just putting on these quality matches. To me, that was pro wrestling. So that's why I was always – fascinated more with wcw than wwe at the time you know get the e out of here or f out of here or whatever yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like i said growing up yeah i was a golden era of wwf um still watch wcw i like you know the old old stuff but then as it started going towards like the attitude era style the monday night wars if you would it was, i was always leaning towards the wcw because like it was to me that was wrestling you know so
1: yeah, I mean WCW, they their cruiserweight division was like like one of the best. You know, I know WWF like they tried to uh, like to match it, but the the stars and the rosters that they had back then was unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, and like you said, they they tried to do it with the light heavyweight, and again, it was I think what they failed on was it got too gimmicky. You know, mm-hmm. Aldo Montoya. Let's I mean that's um, what's that dude's name? Just incredible. It's like if you just let him be him and let them wrestle and stuff like that, instead of trying to do these corny gimmicks, I think it would have succeeded a little bit better. But again, that's just as a fan looking in, you know, so. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So as a kid, all of us growing up, we all had action figures. What were you playing with when you was a, when you was a small woman? What was little Tony playing with (laughs) as a, as a kid?
0: Uh, As a kid, I had LJNs. I had GI Joe's, He-Man, Ninja Turtles, um, like yeah, uh, S- uh, Silverhawks. I had the mm-hmm. Silverhawks figures, um, okay. Thundercats. But yeah, those were those were the figures. But I always played with like my GI Joes and my LJNs.
1: What was um, your uh, What was your go to Ljn?
0: Uh, Junker Dog. Okay. Hands down was like my favorite. I still remember the day I got him, <laughs> like clear as day. Um, that was like he was my top guy. Junkyard Dog. He could he, he was undefeated. He never lost a match. Mm-hmm. Even even to this day, he's still undefeated. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was my go-to. LJN was was Junkyard Dog. So I still have him. I mean he's a little beat up, but still got him. That's that's, uh, that's, set, good. that's, that's good. So you have out. you have your original,
1: like the one that you had when you was a kid.
0: Oh yeah, I still have my original <laughs> LJNs. Um those again, yeah, I mean you're not gonna display them, but for mm-hmm. me, it's it's those are mine. That's my childhood. Those right. are my memories. Yeah, I went out and bought a a, a nice quality junkyard dog, but again, mm-hmm. that's just for show. Sure. It's not. There's no sentimental with that one. Right. But um, yeah, I still got I still got them all. Still got. I them mean, I,
1: I yeah, man, I wish I had a lot of my um my toys when I was when I was a kid. You know, because I had a I had like you know like all the Ninja Turtles, Thundercats. I had you know like wrestling stuff and you know all. I guess as I got older and you know like we moved a lot so it was like a lot of my stuff just kind of just like you know fell off to the wayside and it's like if we could, i guess my parents was like if we could bring it we could bring it if we can't we can't type of thing but uh it's always good to like you know run into a collector to be like oh this is like when i look at like lgns or like you know like the Hasbros and stuff like that and I'm like yeah this is like mine from when i was a kid and you know yeah it's beat up but it's it's mine because it's so back you know it brings back so many memories and I think that's why, you know, like that for me, I collect a lot of the stuff that I grew up having as a kid because it brings back those memories to me. It's not the original, but it's still good to, like, have that memory. Oh, know?
0: yeah. That's the thing with collecting. There's there's no wrong collection. People are going to collect what they like, you know, like, you know, some people collect stamps, coins. And it doesn't matter what you collect. That's what you like. So it's funny, too, you know, like when I get people, oh, you still collect toys and it's like yeah i mean i'm collecting toys like you collect baby mamas like
2: (laughs) exactly
0: like this is what i like so you don't have to like it but for me like you said it's a nostalgia feeling like the gi joes you know they brought the new six inch line which are virtually impossible to find Mm -hmm. but i got lucky and and found you know all of them but to me those are cool because it's gi joe in six inch form but it's not the oh my god! I need to have them because I'm so used to the three and three quarter GI Joes, you know, which that to me is more exciting. The hunt because they re-release them too, and it's just the the hunt to find those little ones. They're not as cool as the originals, but when you find it, you used to have the original package style, and you're just like all of a sudden you're just getting flooded with memories.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, for for me, like trying to hunt down for GI Joes is, is the worst because you know here in New York is like nearly impossible half the time that like you have to have like a little team of people to be like, Hey, I'm going to go out this day. If I find that I'm going to get something for you type of thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like literally that bad. Like they wake, we wake up like early in the morning to try and be there at the same time that the employees get there and waiting. And these guys looking at us like, what are you here for? My GI Joe's
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, like, they, yeah. they already know, you know, it's, but, um, but yeah. So, you know, reading up a little bit about you, you know, I have to do my homework. Um, you had a, a a football career.
0: I did. I had a pretty decent football career. I like to think okay. so.
1: <laughs> you was a, you uh, played quarterback, right?
0: I was a quarterback, correct? Um, and that was funny. I was a quarterback by a complete just fluke. Um, high school, where you know, your freshman year, everyone's going out to see what position you. I have. I would have bet my life I was a tight end. I had, I can catch, I had, can do good routes, but just mm-hmm. wasn't blessed with speed. But I had hands, like there was nothing. I, I couldn't catch anything. I just stick them on the hands, you know? But uh, one day we had a scrimmage game and before the scrimmage, I'm just throwing the rock, just whatever, throwing it 65, 70 yards, like it's nothing. And our quarterback at the time was struggling to throw, you know, a, a 10 yard out. Oof. And our coach was like, you're our new quarterback. And I was like, no, he's like, I,
1: he's like, I want you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, no, I'm a tight end. He goes, well, I'll let you know right now with our quarterback, you're going to be a blocking tight end. And I was like, what's that mean? They're like, he's like, you'll never get the ball. You'll just block. So I was like, oh, fine. So end up playing quarterback uh, again, coach seen something in me that I didn't see um, my senior year, end up breaking school records, you know, getting offers to quite a few colleges and I'm going to university of Michigan. Um, and then from there, you know, I just unfortunately for me, when I went there, there was uh, the top three quarterbacks in the nation, including myself. Right. So playing time was slim to none. So I just started learning how to kick and long snap because why not? I got a lot of time on my hands. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so long story short, yeah, I played quarterback, um, ended up playing arena football, um, had a like, little short career within arena. And then I had a couple tryouts with some NFL teams. And then uh, I just converted to linebacker because I love to hit. So when Mm -hmm. I was rolling out, I was going heads up with the corners and linebackers, and nine out of ten times I was winning. So uh, my last year in arena, my coach was like, hey, uh, we're going to convert you. And I was like, to what? And he's like, linebacker. And I was like, sweet. Because I used to tell the – Finally. Yeah, I used to tell the defense, like when I line up under center, I'd be like, hey, you cross this line, I'm hitting you. You're making my highlight tape. I ain't making yours. (laughs) Basically. And uh, that's just – I had fun. You know, if it was meant to be, I would have still been doing it. But can't cry over spilt milk. You know, I got my memories. I got my jerseys. I got my championship rings. Like, I've been there, done that, and I had a good career, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs>
1: so so how do you go from football to professional wrestling? Because, like, now we know you as Mr. Ego, the machine. Oh, Yeah. But But before you had people who knew you in like the football arena world.
0: Yeah. So actually I took, um, like I said, I've always loved pro wrestling, but for some reason I, I didn't know there was wrestling schools. That's, that's how much I believed in pro wrestling. I didn't know there were schools. I thought you just got recruited and went to WCW and, and WWF and all those other places. And then once I found out there were schools, the ones that I always find were, back in the east coast or the midwest and at the time i was playing football so i was like oh well, i have a career but man i would love to do that uh then i took a little detour after football i started uh, an mma career i started doing a uh, bare knuckle kickboxing muay thai um valley Tudo, jiu-jitsu tournaments and mma in general um so i started doing that <laughs> that picked up who knew you know my first five fights went five and oh five knockouts and i was like oh i guess i'm pretty good at this <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh so that's where the machine came from. Um, my coach he was like, "Dude, you're the machine," and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, the way you fight because you have no remorse. Like my goal when I fight somebody is, if I punch you and I didn't feel nothing crack, I didn't hit you hard enough. Like my mm. goal was to end your career when you signed that dotted line. And uh, so that's where the machine came from. He's like, "You're like a machine, no remorse. It's just go, go, go." I had one speed, and that was just seek and destroy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in the ring with you then. No, no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: So uh, I was actually training for a fight and one of the personal trainers was a former wrestler. And he was like, Oh, what are you doing? I go, I'm training for a fight. And he was like, Oh, my buddy has a school out in Fremont, California. So I was like, Oh, what? So he told me about it literally after that training session, I went down there to the, there happened to have practice at night and um, signed up that night, <laughs> signed up that night. Um, I still had two fights under my contract and I let them know I still have two fights. I'm still going to compete. But after mm-hmm. those two fights, I'm 100% committed yeah. to, to pro wrestling. And um, I haven't looked back since. This will be my 11th year. And uh, I haven't looked back. I mean, I had a little setback with a broken neck. But, hey,
1: mm-hmm. I'm I back. Mean, it happens to everybody. <laughs> so yeah. who are some of your trainers that you um, that you started off with?
0: <clears throat> so my trainer was named Jason Stiles.
1: Okay. Um,
0: he was my trainer. And then we had Hawkeye Shane Cody. Um, he was also a trainer. And then when Jason left um, chemo, he stepped up. But at that point, I was already in my career to where, you know, I was helping out training with classes as well. But he was technically the head trainer. But uh, the guy, the main guy who trained me was uh, Jason Styles. You know, and what I liked about him was, is he was just a no BS type coach. You know, he wasn't going to tell you what you needed to hear or what you wanted to hear. He told us what we needed to hear. Like his big saying was, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And they're just like, well, I want to be the man. So he's like, all right, exactly. then show me, you know, and practice. Like if we would lollygag, he would stop practice, yell at us. And be like, if you ain't ready to give it a hundred percent, he's like, I'll call it right now. we'll just go home. And, you know, 10 out of 10 times, we're all like, nope, let's go. And then boom, practice will pick up. And, you know, I can honestly say, you know, I feel a certain way towards him. You know, we, we don't get along no more, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: the respect factor of how he was as a coach, you know, that's always going to have that respect, you know, right. that will never go away. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, he was just a no BS type coach, which I liked, you know, I don't want to somebody to sugarcoat anything. Cause the worst thing I feel you're crippling somebody if they're like, Oh no, you're doing good. You're doing all right. And realistically, you're not. Cause at that point now you're either taking their money or whatever. And it's just like, mm-hmm. be honest, like, Hey, this ain't for you. Or, You know, he said that quite a few times to quite a few people. He's like, "I'm gonna be honest with you. This isn't for you, right? If if you feel it's for you, show me. Because right now, you're you're showing me you're just here to say you're at a pro wrestling school. So
1: yeah, I Um, mean, and 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 that's great that he did that because the simple fact that you know you you've seen so many people who where they want to do something and then they end up just um not really fitting in, but then the the place the place that they're at. It's just more like oh, I'm just gonna take his money just cause because I need the money, and I need to keep my business open. But like he's literally telling you, like listen, like don't waste your time, just, just go home, find some find something yeah. else.
0: Yeah, he was he was honest, you know, and that's what I like. That's what I feel a trainer should be. I mean, that's the thing nowadays. It's like honestly, the way he trains and the way the world is now, poor guy would just get complaint after complaint like he never hit us but he always yelled at us but you know people are oh he yelled at me and blah 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 and it's like no man like you need that like to me you need that tough love again like i said we don't see eye to eye now but as a trainer he's a just an amazing ass trainer like he helped out so many people i mean you know bailey right now samora are um I forgot what she went under WWE with the Indian thing. Um, But like, he helped out a lot of us, you know? And every single one of us will tell you that, yeah, he was probably hands down our best trainer that that I've had, you know? So,
1: I mean, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, that's good. So, you said before that you have broken your neck uh, and you took some time off. So, like, what made you want to come back now? I mean, I remember seeing a post before where you, like, you say you was giving it a, another go, so like, what exactly like what was your why now? We know your why as far as like why you love wrestling as a kid. Yeah. So like, what is your why now of coming back into uh, pro-wrestling?
0: It's the fact that it's still the why. I love pro-wrestling, and for me, it was I left not on my terms, and that's what I hurt the most. You know, when you're getting told you can't do no more physical activity that was football or rugby or MMA or just anything in general, jujitsu, like I couldn't even do that, you know, because he told me the way it was is if I continued just taking these crazy bumps and playing football. Because again, when I played football too, I played semi-pro because a lot of my buddies were like, come back for a couple more years. And I was like, okay. And uh, the mentality that I had was when I played football, it's just... I'm hitting you, like, I'm I'm trying to hurt you. Like, there, there's no way, I mean, not like cheap shots, but I mean, legit, I'm trying to run through your chest as a linebacker, like, I'm trying to just, you know, do that and pro wrestling with the hardcore matches and stuff, it was just, for me coming back, I, I needed to come back. I needed to prove to myself that I can't go out like that. Um, and then also too, when I came back, I came back with a huge, huge chip on my shoulder Um, I don't know if you can see my post recently, but it's, uh, I got a huge chip. It's just so many promotions, so many people in general just lost faith in me because of that injury. Just wash me off. Like, he's done. He's done. And, you know, for me, it's like, I don't really care to prove them wrong. My thing is, is I'm here to expose the weak. I'm here to expose the people that you think that are better than me. You know, I'm not a lighter guy. But my cardio is on point and I'll out-cardio any one of those people. I always say it too. I'm here to expose your champs because to me, they're paper champs. You know, like you were handed a belt because I was injured. That's how I look at it. I was injured, so you got handed that title. (laughs) And that's what fuels me right now. It's just I know where – I know how good I I am. I just needed to believe that mentally. Physically, I knew it. Mentally, I still had the doubt because of the injury, you know. but realistically, it's just right now, it's just that fire, that motivation. Like, you know, this weekend, you know, I have a, a title match and my goal is is to win that belt, you know, to prove to everyone that who lost faith in me that I still got a still got I still got something left in the tank, you know, you know, and like there's a certain AEW guy that I talked to and the way he kind of responded back to me kind of lit a fire under me because it's like. You know, kind of say my look. He's like, I like your look, but I don't like your look. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And
1: he's yeah, like, I, don't, I was I about was to ask you that. Like, <laughs> like, what exactly does that mean? Like, I like your look, but then I don't like it. So, like, so,
0: so basically what he was saying was he likes my look, the physicality. I look like a brawler, like a legit fighter. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I kind of am. And he's like, but I don't like your look because, you know, you're a little rough around the edges. And in my head, I'm looking at him like, bro, you're not like the skinniest dude either. Like, exactly. but. But in my head, I was just like, okay, you're telling me I'm rough around the edges, but you like this part. But then 90% of your roster have dad bods and this and that. Look at uh,
1: Eddie Kingston.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) So, so again, I didn't take it as, you know, F you, man. You know, I know what I can do. I took it as, okay, cool. Like, sweet. Let me work on this part a little bit more. Let me me just fine-tune some things, and then we can talk in a couple more months. And if it's still, you're you're still interested, cool. If not, hey man, at least physically and mentally, I feel better, you know? Right. So that's just how I took it. It's like, all right, cool, challenge accepted, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, and that's great, because so we, we all need that challenge, you know, in our lives as far as like, you know, getting that push, you know, and I remember looking at your, uh, like your post before and I was just like, man, that's great that you're getting back into something that you love, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's something that we all need to uh, strive for, especially now with this whole pandemic that was going on. You know, a lot of the time we're just sitting at home now and we're really not uh, doing a lot of the things that we, you know, we used to love to do, you know, before. So like, I'm glad to see that you're out, you know, you're going out there and that you're killing it. And, you know, you have a a match coming up. Um, I mean, obviously when this recording comes out, you know, you already had the match and you already won in my oh, yeah. in my eyes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, sure. uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what else is to come, you know, for, for, for the ego, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, like I said, sky's the limit for myself right now. You know, the promotions that have been hitting me up that didn't lose faith in me, if you would, I told them straight out, you're getting a hundred percent. Like, I don't care what kind like for me, I can adapt to who I'm working. So if you want a hardcore match, shoot, let's go. Like, I love those. Um, If you want a standard technical wrestling match, I got you. If you want a lucha match, I got you. Like, for me, it's – I can adapt to whoever I'm working. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm a brawler. And that's what kind of irritated me my first, like, seven years of my career. A lot of guys were like, oh, you're a big dude, so you can't do nothing. It's just blah, 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 kick, punch, (laughs) brawl. And then it's like dominate, 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 and then schoolboy you lose. And I'm like, cool. So then I got to the point where I got lucky enough to where – you know, I got to be around Hall of Famers and stuff. And, you know, one of my highlights was um, Roddy Piper. You know, we had a show which was like our WrestleMania. And uh, he was he was on the, um, a part of that. And I did my match. It was against Chris Masters. And I came back and he pulled me aside. He was like, hey, kid, let me talk to you. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he
1: <like, laughs> was like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. It's
0: like, I ruined this match and I'm about to get ripped by Roddy Piper and he literally told me he goes you had this crowd eating out of your hand he's like i like that he goes because at the time i was still relatively new and he was like yeah technically you still had some you know you can tell you're a little green he's like but your heel work was perfect because everyone truly hated you so when chris masters finally put the master lock on you the crowd just went crazy he goes that's rare because the selling again it's pretty dead in this business now it's selling no one wants to sell everyone wants to look tough and get my stuff in type thing. And to me, growing up, watching Bret Hart, Bret Hart can take a turnbuckle like no one's business. So when I started pro wrestling, that was my goal. I wanted to be better than Bret Hart at taking a turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I take a turnbuckle, I mean, you're going to literally go, Ooh, cause that's my goal to be better than Bret Hart at taking a turnbuckle. And it's a little things like that, that, Again, I don't need to be known as oh I do I do five thousand super kicks, I can do a four fifty. But when people when people watch my match, I want them to be like, that was a damn good match. Like and then not one time do they mention who won or who lost. And that's that's my goal. Like I don't need to put five thousand moves in. I can get over by doing one move. And I have gotten over by just doing one move in a match, but it's just my cheap heat and my basic like one of the things I like to do because everything's social media, right? Mm -hmm. So I get the beat down and they're on their floor. I grab them by their face and I tell everyone to get their cameras ready, smile for the gram, and I just rip their face.
2: (laughs) So,
0: you know, I just do little things like that. And of course, it's, I don't know. I like that. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. need to do the 450. Can I do a 450? Yes. Can I do the buckshot? Yes. Can I do crazy stuff? Absolutely. But why? That's, that's my thing. It's like, I'm going to do what I'm good at. It's just yeah. gonna look really awkward that I do a buck shot and then hit the guy and get on the rope and do a four fifty. Is it gonna look cool? Yeah, but realistically mm-hmm. wrestling wise logic makes no sense.
1: <laughs> no. So
0: I don't know, that's just how I think.
1: So oh, now we cool. know so so now we know why you got back into to pro wrestling. Um you did send me a message before stating that you got back into collecting. Yes. So, what got you back into collecting and what are you collecting now? So,
0: I I stepped away because, like, my collection that I have currently before I got back into it was, you know, um, original San Francisco toy makers, the big LJN style. Like, I've got all those, Um, uh, the ECW figures. Hasbros, I got all the Hasbros again. I have my childhood ones that are in really good shape still, which surprises me. But I have you know the LJNs, um, Hasbros, original San Francisco toy makers, the ECWs. Um, so those were my core figures that I've had, you know. Oh, um Jack's BCAs, like I got tons of those. And what's cool now is you can buy them for like five bucks on the internet or online. So, <laughs> um but I was never really into Mattel, like as cool as the figures were, I just it didn't have no sentimental value. But then I was like watching your page and a couple other pages. And I'm just like, man, like the photos you guys were taking and the excitement of opening that box from ringside. I was just like, I love that feeling.
2: <laughs> so,
0: um, so yeah, I just started collecting the Mattels a little bit and then uh, the uh, AEW figures. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to get season one, series one and that's it. And then i seen series two and i was like oh, okay i'll get series two and then like i told you was it yesterday or day before i went to yeah. Walmart, and i found an entire series three and i was like oh well i guess i'll get series three too and uh, so yeah i guess um i opened up that that uh, uh, floodgate
1: you got that, you got that bug again <laughs> as everybody says you know now you're living that fig life all over again
0: oh yeah and i love it and i mean speaking of you know just this what just came in today in the mail
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. So,
0: you know, I got to represent. So uh, I'll be sending you photos of me rocking that. Definitely, Who knows? I might, I might make wear it for the, the taping this Saturday.
1: Hey, definitely. Know. You, let me, you <laughs> let me know. You send that picture over. I'll definitely start posting it. Oh, yeah. For sure. As much as I can. So we, we'll wrap things up. Final thought. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell the people that you want to plug in now, so now is your time. Besides, you know, us going through a, a brief history of who Tony Vargas is. What is it yeah. more to come?
0: Ouch. You ain't seen the last of me. I'm telling you, you can follow me on Instagram. That's all I have. It's uh, Mr. Ego, one word underscore Tony underscore Vargas. Um, follow my journey. Again, I, I have a chip on my shoulder. Um, I feel I have a lot to prove. Uh, follow my wrestling career as well as uh, my collecting career. I mean, as you can see in the back, I got the hot toys and That's a wormhole you don't really want to go down, but, (laughs) but all in all, I just enjoy this journey, you know, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. And this is kind of like, I want to go out my way. And this is, this is my last year of pro wrestling. um, I'm going out my way, hundred percent, hundred percent my way.
1: (laughs) And and that's the best thing to do is just going out the way you want to go out to. Oh yeah. But man, man, Tony, but thank you so much for coming on here. Um, It's been a pleasure. just getting to know you and just i want to continue you know knowing more about you and and seeing your journey as you go into it you see my son here is in the background he kind (laughs) of makes guest appearances now on these shows because i started i started recording from home now so he comes in from from time to time and pops in he's into karate now so he's probably you know probably gonna send him to you let him let him you can train him a little bit hey (laughs) <laughs> <That'd be hope. laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Tony the Machine Vargas, and that is another episode. We are wrapping up now. Thank you me for me? uh Can for I tuning show? in.
2: Can I show
1: him what's work?
2: No. no. Hmm. <laughs>